Could you hear us? Could you hear us? Could you hear us? Okay. We're here in Anna's apartment with Cobra Snake, a.k.a. Mark Hunter. Very What's exciting. Up? What's up, guys? Um, I'm a little bit sweaty and currently shirtless. I just uh, rode a traditional city bike over the Manhattan Bridge uh, from Soho and, you know, arrived a little sweaty and a little stinky for this <laughs> podcast. City bikes are, uh, are very fun, very good exercise. Um, and a great value. I have the Lyft uh, sort of ultimate plus membership mm -hmm. that I'm proud to pay for. And it gives you, you know, the 45 minute rides for free. Mm -hmm. And so I never exceed 45 minutes. If I, if I happen to get close to 45 minutes, I find the closest dock. So I pay not a cent more. Oh my God. My, uh, <laughs> this this is such an efficient system. I yeah. love this. Well, I'm Jewish. And so I, anyway, I can save money and sort of conserve uh, for, you know, the future. It's very helpful. Buying, buying more cameras, buying more lenses. Yeah, everything is expensive. Inflation, man. Kind of stuff. Buying, uh, what do you buy? Is it McDonald's iced tea or McDonald's yes, coffee? I saw uh, one dollar McDonald's unsweetened iced tea, uh, with three lemons, and the lemons are included in that price. So, you can't even buy a lemon at Whole Foods for a dollar anymore. You're like a photography machine. <laughs> everything <laughs> is going into the, the keeping it fueled. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. I absolutely love that. But uh, I'm yeah, I'm so excited that we got to work this out. Uh, introduced to mutual friend Lily. Uh, thank you again, Lily, for uh, setting this up. Appreciate it a lot. Um, so uh, I'd like to start kind of maybe you can have you can kind of introduce yourself to the people who aren't aware, the people that are like under a rock, who don't know what you're up to and what you've you know been doing for so many years. Totally. Um, yeah, my name is Mark Hunter, also known as the Cobra Snake. Um, I consider myself a photographer. I've been doing this for almost 20 years, which is like mind blowing for me. And yes, I published my age recently in a New York Times article and there was some controversy, but I am currently, as of today, still 37. I'm born in 1985. You can fact check that all you want. Uh, I, I have been around since I was around 17. So um, I do seem like I should be a lot older. But yeah, basically, um, I started my career in the early 2000s before, you know, social media. And I just had a passion for you know, the music and the nightlife scene and wanted to contribute it, contribute to it in some way. And I found that, you know, photography was my uh, sort of like calling. You're in into that kind of where you fit in into that kind of area. Yeah. Do you do you make music or anything of that sort? So, so that's the funny thing is like my goal, like f flashback to 2001. I'm in high school. I'm learning how to play the bass guitar and I'm like, you know, uh, playing off tablature which is like kind of cheating yeah. um and <laughs> like playing all my favorite like nirvana songs and blink 182 songs and like oh i'm gonna be like in yeah, a the band, shortcuts right yeah, yeah. i could play five nirvana songs yeah, on set. I'm, yeah i'm ready to rock and uh you know i just but i kind of sucked and i i really was <laughs> i was bummed because i was like man this would have been cool like to be making music and having a band and having friends and all that and so I thought the next best thing to that would be like photographing bands, mm -hmm. you know, still feeling like I'm part of the scene in some way. Contributing to it in yeah. some sort of way. Yeah. I feel roughly the same way because when I was younger, I mean, this is well documented on, on our podcast. I like uh, infamously like would play would be way better at like Guitar Hero. Like I could play expert mode like through the fire and flames, but on actual guitar, couldn't play jack shit. Yeah. So I've always been interested in music in the same way that you're saying kind of, um, but never knew exactly where my spot was and 
Yeah, how did you kind of decide photography was your spot? Like, did you start from a young age? Um, like, a really yeah, young so age? Yeah, so in, well, in, you know, growing up, you know, it was all film. You know, I, I was born in 85, and so digital cameras didn't exist till the 90, late 90s or whatever that were any good. So, you know, I remember, you know, fun trips where I would go, you know, with my family or whatever and take a disposable and get photos that were like, half good, you know, chopping off people's heads a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but there was such a sort of novelty to that. And like, you were sort of excited to see what came on that uh, film roll. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, fast forward to my high school years. uh, That's where, you know, I really fell in love with the dark room. And we were really lucky. I was at Santa Monica High School. It's a public school, but it had a gorgeous dark room where I learned how to uh, you know, shoot black and white, develop my own film, make prints, do everything in the dark room, even dabbled in color processing um, and really like excelled. I was like, wait, this is easy for me and I'm getting good grades and my teacher loves me and he's giving me extra credit assignments and da da da. But the photos I was shooting were kind of, you know, art school vibes. Yeah. So nothing I would be proud to really show today. Kind of mid, as they would say. Very mid. And, you know, stuff of like a still life of fruit and, you know, a portrait of a friend of mine and, you know, stuff that like you would see in like a Brooks Institute or some kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, photo art school. And I was like, but there's got to be more to this, you know. And I was very social in school and very, uh, you know, friendly with everybody. And so uh, then I started to, turn the camera on my friends and you know I had very hipster friends and so they were like come see you know this band or we're gonna go to this show at the smell and it's an all-ages thing or you know and this is when I was still in high school and I was just like I splashed into sort of the DIY scene at the time and was you know blown away and then you know brought my camera along for for those journeys yeah it's um yeah it's definitely again like a really good way to fit into something that you're not like like you want to get into a party but you don't want to just kind of stand around sometimes like i i definitely it takes it to the next level to be able to kind of again like contribute something to that totally sort of event oh you decided to sit yeah (laughs) you're like that tired (laughs) well no i was just you know stretching out and yeah i got you wanted to you know flex flex for everybody i think you might be our first shirtless guest and (laughs) definitely our first standing guest on on the podcast this is a very exciting and historic moment yes for sure loving the chain as well yeah um and uh and yeah so then back to the you know the origin it was also interesting i loved some of the questions you texted you know my mom uh, was a dental hygienist um for her whole career and happened to work in an office that was full of like crazy celebrities so um i would go there and this was when i was much younger you know when i still was sort of in babysitting or like i had to have parental supervision Mm -hmm. so probably eight nine ten years old and um you know there would be mark Wahlberg getting his teeth cleaned or tom cruise or you know ozzy osbourne or lemmy from motorhead just like the most nuts people and they were all super friendly and like giving me autographs uh you know we were tapped in and got invited to like premiere parties and film screening or like you know tv tapings and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i had a really like sort of um interesting introduction to celebrity culture in a way where i felt like very comfortable around that and also you saw them just as normal people yeah they just were like they are right? they are normal and also the fact that hollywood 
was, and I mean, still is in a lot of the ways, the epicenter of entertainment. And so the fact that I grew up in LA, it was kind of like, why wouldn't I get into photography? There's like mm-hmm. always a party, always a concert, always something to, to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of seeing an angle of celebrities that most people don't normally kind of get to see. And that kind of maybe foreshadows later on into your career as you get into these kind of bigger celebrities that people know you for, you know, photographing and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, also, I think the the kind of intimacy that now we're used to with social media and that everybody's taking, you know, mirror selfies and they're showing their glam process like uh, everything is in the public eye. Yeah, that's true. Back then, like the, the joke on like MySpace was like working the angles and that kind of totally, stuff. Yeah. And now it's like, that's, doesn't really, that's not really true. You kind of see every part of every person yes. like every time you can't hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think also just a simpler idea of like the internet wasn't a big thing. Like people were just more kind of relaxed, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I've also been seeing a lot of things on, on the internet kind of about, you saying that your kind of page, which I agree with, is kind of more of like a social media before social media or like Instagram before Instagram. And I would definitely tend to agree with that. And I think, yeah, that's really interesting. It, it makes a lot of sense that you're kind of, that the indie sleaze thing is kind of coming back and you're kind of coming back into like the zeitgeist uh, because of that, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that the early uh, version of the blog was uh, quite interesting because there was no place to see that kind of content. Mm-hmm. And if you did see like a photo in like spin magazine or uh, the fader or something, it would be like a few party picks, but you could go on the Cobra snake and there'd be like hundreds. Yeah. And so, you know, it gave a much more vivid picture of what was happening in the scene. Um, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think a lot of the time, you know, people were um, relating to those images in a much more intimate way than what you would see in traditional pop culture. Mm-hmm. And they, they felt, oh, I feel more like connected to those people or I'm just like them in a true way where they could, you know, get inspired. And I've had stories of people that said they started their fashion career because of the Cobra Snake or went into, you know, joining a band or moved to New York because I made New York look so much fun in the 2000s. Wow. Or lots of sort of inspiration uh, came from from the the nightlife how does that feel to like know when somebody says that to you like they change their course of their life because of like a photograph you took or something like that yeah i mean you know it's it shows how powerful the internet is it shows how powerful photography is big time um and also sort of the idea that you know you can find inspiration in anything and that's that's what's so cool is like literally you could see like you know, a bus bus advertisement and that could like change the course of like your thought process. Like it's corny, but it's true. Like, and, and I think that where everyone's sort of lost in, in their, you know, life in certain places, uh, you can, you can become found. Yeah, for sure. Through very specific photography, through advertising, as you said. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I like, your page a lot and I like you know what you've been doing a lot because it definitely comes from a pure place like kind of pre-advertising pre-sponsored content where it's like you were kind of just going to these parties because you were very interested in these artists you were very interested in photographing the people there in the scene it was less of I, I think maybe you know you can correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like less of a you know like oh like to make money or to get sponsored or to like you know that kind of thing it seems to kind of come from a more genuine yeah it, yeah it definitely was like a, a more uh, authentic experience yeah. um, parties for the sake of parties. Again, a pre Instagram world is hard to remember because 
now everything is for the gram or, you know, you need to get a photo taken or it didn't happen kind of thing. And back then that wasn't the case. People were getting dressed up just for themselves to mm -hmm. impress the people that were at the party. It wasn't a whole social um, experience, you know, and so it felt a lot more intimate and a lot more real and um, people can express themselves a bit more. Yeah. And, and exclusive in that way because there wasn't everybody with a camera phone or some yeah. sort of way to document the night. Yeah. And I was reading something in the interview magazine thing you shot. It was kind of about like how the indie sleaze era is kind of like pre, not like cancellation. I don't want to go that deep, but more so like pre, like just kind of worrying about everything that you're doing, like in such a minute level, like, yeah. Oh, somebody might be videoing, somebody might be taking a picture with their phone and uploading it to Twitter and, you know, taking it out of context. And there's all this discourse and kind of pre all that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, also just a celebration of, you know, your uniqueness. And, and that's what, when I think of indie sleaze, I'm like, it just be your true authentic self. And that, was what people like lived for. And you look at the outfits that were put together that were like, you know, stuff from the thrift store. And it, it didn't really, there was not like a competition in like, mm -hmm. you know, a, sort of this keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, who's wearing Chrome hearts. Who's wearing Palm angels. Exactly, who's wearing yeah. Supreme. Supreme is lame. Like, you know, the, the yeah. Nolita dirt bag wasn't a thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. And you know, obviously things have to, evolve and change but the kind of uh idea with indie sleaze is that was sort of a nice disruption of the what i call like the kardashian reign and sort of the you know the beauty filters and the perfection that everyone was striving for in the you know 2010 to 15 era yeah um and now there's been sort of a let's celebrate you know, the uniqueness of people and, yeah. you know, shows like Euphoria are like top hits and mm -hmm. it's a lot more, you know, of the, the underground coming to the, to the top. Yeah, for sure. Like people like Arca and as, as you're we talking about before, like Earth Eater, like all these kinds of people or like Shy Girl, like all these kinds of people who are like make really good, uh, Ethel Kane is another one. Yeah. People where it's like, yeah, they, they're, they're true authentic selves and people are really latching onto that and like forming communities and stuff around it. Yes. You know? and, and that's where it kind of feels like we're getting into a really cool place again where it it is more unique music playing. And like, you know, the dare with the song Girls is like the anthem of the summer. And everyone's just like getting into this sort of like living, living for the moment again. Yeah, that song is that song is really interesting. I was wondering I wanted to get your opinion on that because I, I saw somewhere in your somewhere when I was listening to something, you said something about how you uh, can spot like a star or you can kind of know when somebody's going to blow up. And I feel like that guy, even though he only like really has one song that's like out, like kind of in the zeitgeist and in the public that like, you know, we can recommend or whatever. I feel like he's like once the EP comes out, once the album comes out, that guy's going to play. Yeah. You know, so do do you do you feel a connection to this kind of new like Dime Squareish downtown scene because you see a lot of like rising people? Totally, and it's not even like that. I'm hoping to discover those people. It's that I want to just support the culture and move it forward. Shoot it with flash, yeah, yeah and take yeah, take my flash everywhere yeah. I go. Um, and it's funny because I feel somewhat incompetent because now everyone has these really like high def low light cameras that you can shoot without flash and yeah it's a totally different look but it was sort of taking over the nightlife scene for a while and i'm coming back in there with the heavy flash that's my shit too i you love know, I, I people hate it sometimes it's, it's very but. abrasive and the funny thing is it's a it, i basically feel like i'm truly having a, a rebirth um it, 
when I first started doing this in 0304, people didn't like it. People were like, why are you in here with your camera and your flash? And now (laughs) almost 20 years later, I'm back in a big way. And the same thing, it's like some people don't even know me or care or whatever. It's like, I I'm, I'm new to certain people. Um, and that's humbling. It's cool. Like I, I don't expect everyone to know the Cobra snake, but, um, you know, so who's this dude just taking my picture? You know, yeah. I, I rarely like to ask for permission because you get a more candid uh, image. You know, I was wondering if we can try something real quick. Maybe we can sh- taste of your own medicine. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. Do you mind? Take, yeah, this All is right. cool. It's very meta. You know, we got it. We're filming, and then ready. Yeah. There we go. How does that feel? It's, it's great. <laughs> I, I I live for the flash. You know, it gives me life. <laughs> It's great. I uh, it gets me into troubles. I don't know if you've ever run into an artist that's like, please, like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. But like, I I was at the Knockdown Center and I was um, Jamie was there too, who's like sitting right over there. We saw uh, like Drain Gang, Blade, and Echo oh, Two Cannon. Oh, sick! Yeah, I saw them, but they had so like I only had ten minutes to shoot because I had the press pass, but I had this kind of shittier camera. Yeah, and they had so much smoke, I couldn't get shit. So I was getting great pictures with Flash, but yeah. after a while, Echo grabbed my wrist and went like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! Like the Flash is definitely a faux pas in the photo pit. Oh um, hell yeah. yeah! Like it's not good. Yeah, I don't. I don't rock the flash in the photo pit. I because because yeah. I was classically trained. I do know how to use my, yeah. um, you know, f stop and my shutter speed so I can compose a nice sort of like yeah rock and roll image or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, the backstage shots and all that. It's best with flash. You know, when you could say, "Hey, could I take a picture?" Like people are kind of standing idly around. Yeah, and smoke is like the last thing you want when there's a fl- for flash. Yeah yeah um somehow my fucking camera between the flash and the dehazing like somehow i was it, able to get clear to, images yeah that's nice the kind of like you know other early early thought about how the music was such a big deal and you know with the indie sleaze revival a lot of these artists are coming out with you know anniversary albums or new music you know there was such a community around those groups and uh, you kind of identify with people based on, you know, your, your music that you listen to. And I think that's happening again. You know, like if you're into drain gang, like in Eve's tumor, it's like you're a hipster basically of, of 2022. I mean, it's even split up literally into these kind of clubs. Cause like you were at that kind of iron pack party with the 1975 and them. So that's more of like the dare, the kind of dime square type scene. But then you have anonymous club where it's like that Shane Oliver yeah. collective where it's again, like uh, earth theater. You got like um, Izzy, Izzy Spears, you have uh, echo will pop up to certain things. Like it's kind of a different Eve tumor, Patia's fantasy world will pop up to those kind of events. So it's like, yeah, you get kind of these different segmented, types of scenes and types of vibes and stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm there for everything. Like that's, I, I find, um, excitement in, in discovering new things. And that's what keeps it interesting for me is that I'm constantly being turned on to, you know, all, all types of culture, you know, from fashion to music, to art, everything. It's, it's really exciting. Yeah. Are you, are you on the kind of an, uh, are you into like the kind of anonymous club? Like, um, I thing? mean very adjacently, like, yeah, again, you. like I've been around all those people and like, I, I'm also sort of like ignorant to a lot of how cool people might be. Like I've, I've met a lot of people and photograph people. And then, you know, even, you know, without naming names, a lot of them, you know, grew up looking at the Cobra snake. And so they'll have a affinity towards me hmm. and I'm like, it's great. You're a rock star now. I, I'm new. This is news to me but we already get along because they have a remembrance of yeah like a mutual know. respect of some that's really yeah. interesting because i mean a lot of times when i photograph people a lot of times i'll notice that artists kind of have the mutual respect but like 
although they have respect for me, like they don't really see what I'm doing necessarily as like an art. It's more of like a coverage, but I, I like what kind of what you're saying. Cause you kind of started off, you kind of started off in an era where it was like an unknown. So you kind of created your own sort of art out of the, the journalism and the kind of yeah. capturing of people. And then I would also say that it's like, I guess I'm an OG at this point cause I've been doing it long enough. And so there's 2002, some, you said, right? You yeah, started? yeah. 2003 ish. So crazy. it's like, there's some respect that goes with that, even if you don't like my photos, I guess, but I've taken quite a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think with the amount of different types of people I've photographed over the years, that resonates with like fans to artists to everyone. They're like, damn, that's crazy. You worked with mm-hmm. Katy Perry when she first started, you know, or, oh, you were around Kanye all the time or mm-hmm. whatever it was that they connect with or, you know, think sort of like their sort of inspo yeah um, I, I was somehow around for a lot of it yeah exactly and and I wanted to talk a bit more about your kind of personal growth before we kind of get into like the like the you know the the Aoki's and the Katy Perry's and the you know all that kind of stuff um I want to talk, talk about the Polaroid scene which yeah. is which is uh you got what <laughs> you got you got cease and desist for that right yeah so I mean it, it was sort of uh you know I I'm a very glass half full I'm a positive kind of dude so uh, I, it was a blessing that that happened, but basically I couldn't, you couldn't be more hipster than my first website, which was called Polaroid scene, which was sort of digital photos uploaded to the website. The front ch- uh, covers were sort of shaped like a Polaroid mm-hmm. with a hand scrawled, uh, caption. And that led you into each gallery. And, um, you know, it's basically still what I do now, but, uh, the earliest version that I built, you know, in a very simple Dreamweaver uh, framework, uh, which is like super nerdy. Which is kind of coming back in style. Like, with, I don't know if you've seen like the online ceramics website. It's yeah. Like that kind of like the GeoCities. The 1.0, yeah. Yeah, but go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And, and so I think, um, you know, what happened is I, I got a lot of attention. Like early on, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I was getting uh, written up in different magazines and people were like, Polaroid scene, the coolest new blog to see what's going on in nightlife Mm -hmm. and uh you know obviously somebody at polaroid saw that and didn't like that i was using sort of the shape of the polaroid and uh the name and so they made me surrender and i was young at the time so i was really like kind of annoyed and upset and didn't almost well it's like the punk energy right you kind of take like a brand and you kind of like skew it a little bit and then totally and then the brand comes after you and you're like yo fuck you like (laughs) yeah and i I felt a bit defeated you know honestly because i was like shit like i spent a lot of time and effort to build this brand and i made merch and you know stickers and all that kind of stuff and then you know basically had to you know not use them and we we started as anti-pitchfork so i totally get where you're coming from. yeah yeah you know and uh and then um you know, my hope was that they would realize, wait, this could be a cool way to market Polaroid and Polaroid film. And like, yeah. you know, so that's what I'm saying. Sponsored content kind of before sponsored yeah, content. Even, I right? was like, how cool would it be to be powered by Polaroid, the Polaroid scene, you know, and um, that didn't that didn't happen. Um, so that's where sort of the Cobra Snake was was uh, formed. And funny enough, you know, I'm sort of hopping over, but. Uh, in the mid 2000, like 10 era, I actually worked with Polaroid 
um, when they launched and uh, uh, Lady Gaga was the creative director. I was about to ask because that Kanye quote where he's like, what the fuck does she know about cameras? I know. Like, and, could and you explain I, how I, she got that job? I, you know, I think it was just that she was super popular and they thought it would be a good way to sell more cameras. And so I was there for the launch at CES, which is, you know, the big trade show in Vegas and was shooting that, which was like a very early Gaga moment still. Um, yeah. And so ended up, you know, getting paid to, to promote Polaroid at that. All right. So it worked out yeah, in the end, right? In the end. Yeah. That's crazy. And now 2022, I'm working with them again. Uh, Makes sense. It's, uh, you know, it's come back um, where they finally started making good film and cameras again. And so it's been fun to shoot, uh, shoot with Polaroid again. Yeah, I feel like even like post pandemic and like with the TikTok era, it's kind of like a lot of brands and stuff are like not doing as well, like like kind of like solid concrete uh, brick and mortar stores and brands are not doing quite as well. And, and they're really like kind of latching on and kind of depending on like, you know, personalities and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like this is a good area for you to kind of be back and, and working with them because again, it's like they're they're subservient to instead of us being subservient to them, they're kind of subservient to people who are creative like you, like yeah. independent type people, you know? And I mean, it, it's authentic. Like what, you know, I think there's tons of really talented photographers that all should be, you know, supported by Polaroid in today's time because they're creating amazing work. And, you know, it's like a win-win to have, you know, some supplemental Polaroid film on a set mm -hmm. to get some really cool, unique photos that, you know, again, when you pull out a Polaroid, people act differently. Yeah. Um, they know it's a, a one shot kind of thing and it's, it's different than, than digital. And even the sort of, uh, way film has come back in such a big way, yeah. you know, people see a film camera and they really want the shot to be special because yeah. they know it's expensive. And, yeah. It's one shot. Know, yeah. yeah. And it's more casual and it's more kind of like a party type vibe where, I mean, like, uh, Anna had a party at her old apartment and like, um, I forgot who it was. Was it Chris Malls, right? Yeah, Chris Malls was there, uh, the Amazon guy, yeah, labor guy. I wanted to get a picture with him or of him, but I felt awkward. And then she had the Polaroid camera, and it was like, or like the one-shot kind of disposable camera, rather. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, this is, uh, yeah, okay, of course he's going to want that picture, rather totally. than me with like, oh, like, you know, totally. fucking flash and the angle. I know. I mean, I was, ugh. Makes people feel a different way. Dude, it was annoying. Just during uh, Fashion Week uh, last September, or two months ago, um, there was a party at the Boom Boom Room, and, you know, Kate Moss was there. And now, again, I never relied on celebrity content. That was never really what was driving my thing. It was part of it, but it, it wasn't. And so I'm there shooting this party, and it was an after party for fashion show. And then the PR pulls me aside, and they're like, Mark, you got to get a photo of Kate Moss. I'm like, I'm not going to, like, do this. Like, she's in the corner and like trying to be private. I'm not going to do it. And they're like, ah, and I'm like, I'll, I'll try, but I'm not going to guarantee anything again. I, I, it's not my goal. Like I'm not a paparazzi. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of just avoided it all night and then talked to the PR the next day. And they're like, Oh, we got a Polaroid. It was enough. And so they, somebody went up to her with a Polaroid camera and she was yeah, excited let, by let that. Let somebody else burn the bridge and be yeah, annoying, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You keep your uh, integrity. Yeah. <laughs> the name Cobra Snake, where did exactly did it come from? I know it came from like your email, but like where did originally like the Cobra, like where did you get that kind of name from? Yeah. I mean the email address, which was Mark the Cobra Snake at Yahoo, I think still works, but um, basically I created that around the same time that like Kill Bill came out. Everyone in Kill Bill had fun names and I think there was even a Cobra. I, I just liked the way it sounded. And again, the, the real amazing thing was that it had nothing to do with photography. 
And so it became a brand in itself mm. in, a, in a really fun way. And it was a mystery because they're like, what's the Cobra snake? It, it wasn't Mark Hunter photography.com or it wasn't, you know, yeah, that sounds boring as hell. No offense. You know, uh, <laughs> hipsterphotos.com or, you know, like yeah. it was there, was, you know, a popular site back in the day was Awkward Family Photos. I don't know if you ever saw that, but that was a collection of, you know, the most random Walmart, uh, you know, photo portraits and weird. Like you know, fail blog era yeah. uh, kind of, not yeah. e-bombs, like funny junk era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's very descriptive and it makes sense what you would find on the site. Yeah. But the Cobra Snake is just so random and kind of just has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, led me to do lots of things with merchandise. And, you know, again, I was, I feel proud because I was early on in creating like t-shirts, like before everyone had a brand and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, very different energy back in the 2000s yeah so i'm definitely excited to kind of get into talking about celebrities and i i, I the reason why i feel like it's uh, going to be an interesting conversation is because i feel like you have just judging by your photos and judging by like um you know the the things that i've seen with people like steve aoki uh who i want to get into next um like i feel like you have a really inti intimate connection with these um celebrities especially aoki like i always see pictures of you uh, like next to him kind of in the scene, like kind of like you guys seem to be good friends, like rather than just like you're a fan and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, Steve, Steve is, you know, still to this day, like one of my best friends and, you know, we, we started around the same time. So as I was becoming a photographer, he was becoming a DJ and, you know, this was a very different Steve Aoki back then. Um, he was playing, you know, vinyl records, a lot of, you know, just sort of crowd pleasing everything from Michael Jackson to Franz Ferdinand, mm -hmm. you know, the more of the mashup era, you know, it wasn't like girl talk era. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, EDM yet. And so, um, he admits, you know, he didn't really know how he was to DJ, but he would do it. <laughs> and you know, that's everybody though, right? Yeah. You know? Uh, he also saw the value in, in my images and realized, you know, like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, you didn't know it happened. Right. And so same with having a photographer and now it's so obvious, you know, every celebrity has a personal photographer, videographers, videographer, shit, yeah. everything is documented to the nines. But back then, you know, there'd be huge concerts and maybe there was a press photographer, but they got one photo of the DJ and that's it. That's it. So I was there to be the storyteller and from start to finish from, you know, the hotel room to the green room hmm. to the, on stage to the after party to the back to the hotel and do it all over again you know we got along really well it was funny because i was a little bit more responsible than him in the early days so i was kind of the quasi tour manager um, <laughs> making sure that he would wake up and the stuff and you know um up i was like up all night you know dealing with my photos and then sleep two hours and have to wake steve yeah, up I, and, I feel that producer mindset you yeah know. just yeah. really like go 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 mm -hmm. um and, and yeah, and then it's, it's so I think looking back at all the photos of celebrities or even anybody, it's like, we were all just younger and it's like, so crazy to think like, man, 15 years ago is kind of a long time ago in, uh, you know, in dog years or whatever. Right. Yeah. Especially now. Cause everything is at like such a hyper speed, even like a year ago and like kind of feels like man, five years and, ago. And the fashion is changing. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm shirtless. You know, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you can't date, shirtless, shirtless you can't with the date this shirtless is forever. Yeah. Shirtless know? chain, Yankee yeah. hat, you know, classic style. Yeah. <laughs> never, never goes out of style. 
Uh, I love that. So yeah, so so Steve, good friend from the beginning. Well, and I think it was something that really worked for both of us because Steve was getting booked for all the coolest parties Mm -hmm. and then I could roll with him and then I would get, you know, introduced to so many other kinds of people in the scene. (sighs) Nice. Thank you, Corona. (laughs) Beer, not not COVID. Sponsored. Payos. Fish. (laughs) I'm talking to Corona, not you. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, please. Thank you. Yes, please pay us, Corona. <laughs> please sponsor us. Polaroid too. Well, I could. I I should have requested uh, PBR. Oh yeah. That's like the most uh, indie sleaze beer. Indie sleaze uh, slash white trash beer. Of, uh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Reminds me of that South Park uh, episode <laughs> where Kenny's parents get arrested or whatever. <laughs> But, uh, I was wearing a South Park shirt when I arrived, but it was really sweaty from my bike ride. Classic. Respect my authority. <laughs> I know. Game recognized game. Yeah, Cartman. <laughs> Classic. Cartman. Have you ever uh, taken pictures of Cartman at any parties or anything like well, that? Well, f- funny Is enough. Is he cool? Have you met him in real life? I, dude, I, I'm a huge fan of Matt and Trey like from uh, high school or earlier. Like I grew up watching South Park, and unfortunately, I've never had any – I don't even think any interaction with, with them. I don't think they're really like into partying as much, you know? No, not really. Yeah. I remember I saw at like the Oscars or something they sh- or like Emmys. Maybe they showed up like on LSD, <laughs> like and accepted the award on LSD. Like it was, those, <laughs> those dudes are totally in a different yeah. uh, league it's sort of. I mean, again, I feel like South Park and Indy Sleeves are kind of born out of the same kind of caution to the wind. Let's just fuck it, have fun. Yeah. Kind of, you know, make fun of everything kind of era. And, you know, create a ridiculous show and it's a huge hit, you know, that's, that's there. I think people really appreciate when you come out with something that's sort of just off the cuff and random as hell, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The so random era. (laughs) So random. You were the prime documenter of the so random era. The I heart boobies bracelets. Oh, God. You know, hot topic. Yeah, the shutter shades. (laughs) Yeah, I bought those. They don't do shit. They don't keep sun. I sold hundreds of pairs of them. (laughs) I was was a contributor to the problem. Um, (laughs) One of the most ridiculous trends of all time. Yeah. The shutter shades. (laughs) I guess guess it makes sense if you're like... They're good. They're good glasses, I guess, for like, you know, at night and shit like that. Well, it's definitely like an entertaining, you know, novelty item. You yeah. Know? We need more of those uh, in, in certain situations. I mean, all the, you know, I'm not a hater. I, I actually enjoy it. But all this sort of uh, Y2K resurgence in, in fashion is looks like costumes most of the time. Literally, know? I've been saying the same thing. Like the whole like kind of like rave core, like early O's rave core, like f- fourteen year olds dressing. Everything like is what like they a, think. yeah, dress up based on sort of something you saw in a Tumblr post. Yeah, that was maybe also a costume at one. So it's like like you're listening to Lana Del Rey, but like you're dressing like a raver. Like what is yes, going on? Yes. Um, yeah. But you know, aesthetically, some of it's kind of cool and. It's again better than you know just wearing clothes from Forever Twenty One or whatever. True, that's a good point. Yeah, fuck uh, fast fashion. Yeah, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I uh, I agree with you. And kind of maybe speaking on that kind of era as well. Like um, maybe maybe this is more of like the tens kind of stuff. Uh, since I brought up Lana Del Rey, uh, like Sky Ferreira, I know that like a lot of the pictures I've seen of her are you know originate from you. Yeah. Um. So were you kind of there in like the original era of her, in like the the early 2010s when like Dev Hines Dev Hines was kind of like producing her and even before that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I met Sky Ferreira 
you know, out in the scene, she was at a lot of the music events and she was honestly probably like 15, 16 years old. Like, Oh shit. Crazy. Yeah. And then there's like a funny shot of her at Katy Perry's birthday party uh, with Taylor Swift. And Oh yeah. Where um, she's like, she looks like disgusted. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's probably like 18 at that point. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Was that your picture? Yeah. 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 And, um, and it's just funny because uh, again, like, you know, there, this idea of young Hollywood um, has existed for a- ages. Drew Barrymore, for example. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just recently I was at a party and um, I saw Zoe Deutsch and she kept looking at me kind of funny. And I was like, what, is she, what does she want? And so we ended up talking for a while and she's like, you photographed me when I was a teenager at some birthday party and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like. I don't even remember, you know, how would I know, you know, they were a long time ago. Yeah. It's so many hard drives ago. You know? Yeah. And so <laughs> again, like it was that, I don't remember much from back then, not even from partying. It was just overwhelming. Yeah. You know, I was, I was traveling nonstop. I, I literally was out of LA more than I was in LA, you know, many countries every year and God knows what kind of tours I was on. And so jet lag and everything, you know, it was, it's, hard to remember you know what i ate for lunch yeah you're getting like thrown all over. i mean like you're talking about like paris fashion week like jeremy scott all that kind of shit like like being there is probably like uh you get like supreme crazy jet lag bro i don't even know how i got around <laughs> this is an era before ubers so like yeah. we didn't have gps on our we didn't even have iphones mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy to think how much things have changed yeah uber is new i mean a lot of younger people probably don't even realize uber yeah. is like not that old like, no you know what uh, I mean? you know the, on the airplane i was watching super pumped mm-hmm. which is the the you know dramatization of how they made uber and even that is nostalgic at this point yeah like you know their their trials and tribulations but yeah, again, a time where the internet sucked, like in terms of speeds, uh, you know, our cell phones didn't do much. Like mm-hmm. it, it really was a simpler time. And then to have done all these things, I don't even realize how I did it, you know? Yeah, it's totally, totally crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you look back on some of the pictures and you're like, holy shit. Like, I mean, like for sure, again, like talking about like going back to like Sky, like I'm sure you've taken pictures of plenty of people. And you're like, that person looks like they're going to be something. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, they're on the cover of Vogue. They're on the cover of like, yeah, and I this mean, magazine. They're in same, Pitchfork. Yeah. Same sort of early era. You know, so I had uh, the Cobra shop, which was my vintage store that sold all types of, of cool stuff. Um, I would, you know, call on whoever wanted a model for the site. And I was looking back through hard drives and found like emrata was was modeling oh shit didn't even realize uh alexa demi that's you know on euphoria yeah she's was, been around for a long time yeah really long time was modeling um tons of the big models that we remember were modeling and it's it's just funny to think that you know my simple little vintage store from hollywood was like you know on on trend or whatever yeah, yeah. exactly um and and uh what you were saying about uh the you know, the the early days. You know, we didn't we didn't really know what was going to happen. And I remember I would have to book like uh, airline tickets by calling somebody and stuff like travel yeah. agent style. And uh, to there was no sort of online ticket. Like Google Flights or Bro, something with Spirit oh Online God. type of yeah. shit. 
You just, have to, you just have to go to a travel agent. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to remember. It's hard to imagine like an era before that. Like, yeah, because now it's like if I want to go to Paris, I can, I could book a flight just now. You know, know. what I mean? For a red eye tomorrow. In five minutes, you'd be done. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as simple. You have to plan a lot more, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I guess it, it was probably more of a sink or swim type of thing where it's like if you don't plan and you don't actually put the effort into doing things like you're not really going to get very many places because and i mean a lot of shortcuts now you know dude think about i mean it's crazy because it was a sort of uphill battle i mean till this day is because there was just a ton of like um you know haters or disbelievers that i could make a career out of party photos right you know they're like there's no way and especially this was in in 2005 you know it was like it didn't make sense like, yeah. How are you gonna? How are you gonna? What you're gonna go shoot parties for a living? Like, who's paying you? You know. Yeah. And I said I, I don't care. I'm gonna do it and figure it out. And I remember in your text it was like, how do you realize when things were like happening and cooking? Right. And um, yeah, what's like the turning point for you? That's yeah. Like- and and one of the things that really uh, is close to home is that uh, in L.A. it's called L.A. Weekly. Out here it's like the Village Voice, which are both kind of sad and in 2022 (laughs) but in 2003 man that was that was it you know you would you would pick up a copy on thursday and you would find everything you needed to know about what was going on from art openings to music shows what's the guy's name like robert chris or something like that no idea but from village voice fantastic um and that's where you know when i didn't know what was cool that's how i found out what was cool so you know after shooting for a year or so i actually the LA weekly reached out to me and gave me a column every week hmm. and it was called snake bites. And so it was sort of the best of the photos I shot that week. Oh, okay. And they, they put me on salary. So it, they didn't care what I shot. They said, go do what you do and just give us some photos. And it was like a dream come true. I was like, wait, I'm working for the publication that I was like super in awe of and a fan of. And now I'm on their staff. I mean like literally like, you know, Interview, interview, shop I mean, for interview, all these things. I, I feel so grateful and honored that I get to do what I do. I, f- I feel so fucking lucky. I mean, I, I'll cry about it because honestly, this is I've had a dream career and, you know, I've just been I hit home runs from when I first started. And I, I don't know why, if it's karma or what it was. I mean, I have funny memories of I was always sort of the good kid. And so like I would clean up trash at my school and like then I'd throw the trash away and find $20 like mm-hmm. in the trash can or like just weird things would happen to me. And, you know, I just I'm again so grateful that I was able to just live my dreams. And, you know, mm-hmm. even doing this podcast is like really special to me because, you know, I'm still relevant in, in, the, yeah, man, in cheers. the future. Yeah. Cheers for sure. I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of people, the things that I do, like I. Uh, it's it's really funny because when I started, I was kind of unaware of like the greater scene of things. Like me and my friend Troy, we started this. He's not here right now. He's in Philly. But like we started off as kind of an anonymous podcast, like wearing ski masks and shit. And then I found out about the Ion Pack. And then and then I was taking flash photography a lot. And then someone was like, oh, you remind me of the Cobra thing. I'm like, the Cobra thing? Who's that? And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I fucking know this guy. Like it's interesting how you get influenced kind of by certain things. Yeah. So that's and why it's, it's an honor to have you on here. Well, dude, for that reason, the you know? crazy thing is I also was like obsolete for many years because I was defeated and I had done this for a long time and social media sort of took over and it didn't feel as exciting or innovative to be a 
party photographer, you know, I was like mm. kind of, um, you know, personally burnt out and also sort of like phased out because the phones took over. And now I feel like re-inspired because there's a whole new sort of interest and a reason and a sort of power to my images. And I'm still there as sort of a third party. And I'm the journalistic lens that I'm curating and it's not what you can capture on your phone. You know, it's yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of like well, what uh, you're doing is work when you're at these events. It's like, I'm sure it feels like you're living life in fast forward because it's like you're here, you're there, you're taking pictures. You're not like socializing like everybody else is just kind of chilling. Yeah. You Most I mean? people are there and just having fun and getting wasted or whatever. And I'm there trying to like really paint a picture of what this is and in a time capsule. Yeah. So that when we look in 20 years from now, we'll be like, oh, man, these parties like again, I'll have more books out. And it's, it's not about selling books, but it'll be like, there's going to be cool ass people that are going to evolve from 2022 yeah. in 2032 or whatever, 10 years from now, you're like, Whoa, that's crazy. You photographed that person. I'm like, yeah, it was just there at the party. Yeah. You know? I, I wanted to ask before I got, uh, maybe go back into a couple other like, uh, 2000s, 2010 celebrities, but like now, like who do you see? Cause I see you shooting a lot around dime square, perfectly imperfect, like the 1975 party, all these different types of magazine things. Who do you see now as like, kind of like, I don't want to say like a modern sky Ferreira, like a modern, like catch. Cause I know that's not really what you're looking for, but more so like when you take these pictures, who do you, are there certain people that you can think of just off the top of your head besides like the dare who's like kind of, you think that might be like, kind of like, you know, in 10 years, you're like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe I got a picture of that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think some of the sort of talent around, you know, the, um, you know, this whole like, uh, Dime Square with Dasha and all that, like that's going to be cool to see how their careers evolved. And obviously they're already sort of established. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, I mean, some, you know, some of these bands that I'll go to the Mercury Lounge, I don't even know who's playing. Like somebody just tells me to go and I'm like, they're great artists um, and they're rock bands. And then I just saw the um, Meet Me in the Bathroom documentary, which is about the Strokes and all those bands. And they have footage of them playing at Mercury Lounge. Yeah. And yeah. So it's funny to think like, you know, Mercury Lounge has birthed so many careers and then. I'm no music and R person, so I, I can't really like predict, but I just, I just feel like excited to see that the bands are back in a way. Yeah. Um, it's like the LCD sound system. Uh, what's that? The, like the main single, like the original single, like I'm losing my, edge. losing my head. It's kind of like, <laughs> like the, you know, they trade their guitars in for, you know, a turntables yeah. and they're kind of like tur it's trading coming, their turntables back in for guitars. It's coming like back cycles, you know, it's, it's nice to see that there's some rock stars out there that want to try to be rock stars again, you know? Like, yeah. That's why I appreciate like, uh, like, you know, I'm sad that I didn't get into the 1975 party. Maybe, ne maybe next time if they have one, I'll, I'll get in. But it really felt like, uh, you know, Jamie was there too. We, we, we kind of felt the same thing where like when Matty Healy came out of the Uber and like two seconds into the club, like into the back door yeah, and people were like, Oh my God, taking pictures. It felt like fucking like Goodfellas or like a movie or something. Totally. I mean, like it feels like that's really coming back. The energy. Like Rockstar era. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've been spending a lot of time in New York for that reason because it's just been on fire out here and there's just been such cool events. And, you know, I was telling you earlier, it's like there's three parties tonight after I record this podcast and it's Thursday. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's it's popping yeah yeah movers and shakers out here yeah 
with uh who else is out there like no agency that kind of thing is really cool i'm not sure if you're on yeah them. totally yeah no agency dirty mag crew is dirty is mag it? sex mag spike yeah all, all that kind of stuff yeah yeah and um you know it's it's nice that uh i've been embraced you know like i again i'm like so stoked that they're here doing cool things mm-hmm. and then i'm always photographing their events like and i do 90 percent of it for free because i just love it you know and i want to support and i want to see it grow and i want to see that it becomes sort of the epicenter of of the culture yeah exactly yeah i mean i feel like post pandemic i feel like people are really getting back into these kinds of like tactile scenes like i mean like drunken canal is like a good example of that yeah, love that uh you know montez press mm-hmm. um I, I went on the radio show not too long ago what is uh, un, uh unfamiliar there they record in dime square above you know in a loft above them and uh Again, I'm not too familiar, so I, I can't speak to it, but I know it's called Montez Press. And they have, uh, you know, a live audience of maybe 10 to 15 people while you're doing your talk. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and then they ask questions and stuff. So I like that. I want to, I, I like that. Form. I want to do a, that. That's a cool, a cool format. format. Yeah. And then again, like I'm, I'm uh, splashing into the literary scene. Okay. I, I never really knew if that was ever really documented. Yeah. You know, and so again, like I just document it like I would do anything. And so a lot of the um, different writers and people have been like, whoa, that was so cool. Like we've never really had great photos of us at readings. Yeah. And then they've asked me to do portraits for them or, you know, different editorial commissions. And so it's been really fun to sort of like, again, just celebrate the culture and be there to, you know, move it in a in a fun way document it and curate it yeah, yeah. i i was thinking earlier because uh i was like walking around just thinking of other questions i can kind of ask you and like something that really came to my mind was like um the idea of what you do versus kind of what i do was more i do like more of like criticism and i and it's not that i want to get away from it but it's like i feel like criticism like it kind of boxes you off from certain things <laughs> you know what i mean like like for instance like the like the 1975 album the newest one at first i didn't really like it so i was like oh i wouldn't be interested in like covering them that's kind of how like pitchfork goes if, 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 the, if the album is not good you yeah. wouldn't cover it but now it's like the event happened and i've been listening back i'm like fuck like i love that album i wish i would have put more of a uh, pressure into like photographing it or documenting yes. it instead yes. of you like lose out on the opportunity when you when you're too critical yeah do you, do you feel like uh you're in more of a, a, a better position where you can kind of like you know uh you don't have to take as many like chances on that or like you can kind of document mean, everything or i mean i think that how do you feel about that it's 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 definitely a challenge because it is about how you know picking the right events mm-hmm. and there have you know, I'll admit that I picked the wrong events many times and I'd be like, shit, I saw on Instagram, there was a way cooler party that I didn't know about or something, you know? So, um, also everyone just assumes I'm going to know everything, but how, how is that possible? You know? True. Yeah. Um, and so feel free to tell me about things because that's sort of the whole thing. I have this sort of virtual party hotline. That's like, you know, plug me with the events and I'll photograph them and it helps everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely send you some things because I'm onto certain things, especially like in Ridgewood and that kind of end. Yeah, I, I'm like a, a novice to that, you know, and I feel like I'm starting my career all over again. Yeah. And getting educated uh, about all the cool things that are going on. It's like GTA. You got to like unlock the island. You know Bro, I mean? it's it's a, I'm on a yeah. vision quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like Pokemon. I got to catch them all. Yeah, exactly. And And again, the coolest part about it is there's a real reason to do it because now with social media, it's like I get tagged in so many posts the morning after you know, mm-hmm. everyone logs onto the Cobra snake. They find their photos. They're tagging me. They're 
celebrating the party and it's even more just pushing it into the 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 energy and the ether yeah yeah it's fun i think everybody wants to have that involvement i mean even back even back in the day like what like when you're in middle school high school they'd have like class trips and they'd have like the slideshows yeah you remember like and that you kind would of want to watch watch and see yeah if you made the slideshow i would barely said, be yeah. in that shit i would be like in the <laughs> corner i'm like oh they, fuck like why did they take you know 80 pictures of andrew whoever the fucking like the popular kid yeah yeah it's like fuck why am, <laughs> aren't i in there yeah so yes and i mean something yeah. that is you know back to those days is, you know, I was bullied as a kid. Um, I had long curly hair and, you know, people would throw gum in my hair and say I looked like a girl and stuff. <laughs> and uh, Shit, I'm sorry, that sucks. You know, but, you know, the whole thing is I, I was never picked for the team. So I made my own team and my team was like all the misfits and the cool kind of kids uh, and that didn't get picked for the team, you know? Yeah. And those were the hipsters. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, there's uh, I'm proud of all the photos of me back in the day. I would wear a headband and <laughs> short shorts. And I, I looked like a, a goofball. Richard it. Simmons yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was proud, <laughs> proud, proud, uh, you know, card carrying hipster. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been uh, pu- uh, put into a locker or swirled? Has that ever happened to you? Um, Is that traumatic? I don't want to. No, I mean, I, I'm triggered. <laughs> I, I'd say like probably probably the most embarrassing thing. I mean, and you hear this in comedians uh, uh, stories all the time, but, uh, you know, I was pantsed at, at some event. Oh, OK. Not not at a party, but like in my childhood. Yeah, and, that was a big thing back then. Oh, <laughs> and just to be exposed. That shit was evil. You know, it's also like kind of it's probably criminal in some ways, you know. It literally is. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that that was probably the most traumatic Oh my God, that happened yeah. to, not to get into details because I don't want to name names, but there was a girl at my school that happened to, and it was a whole thing. Uh, there was a, there was a, th- I might cut this part, but there was a whole thing like Whoopi Goldberg talked about it on The View and wow. call, called the kid like a hooligan or something like that. Jeez. I'll send, I'll send you after. I might just cut this because <laughs> she's my friend. So I don't want to, I don't want to redredge this up, but yeah, the pantsing, the, <laughs> the pantsing era was evil. Pantsing is just the stop. <laughs> yeah, no. that's why I wear a belt now. Like, yeah, don't my p- pants are not coming off. <laughs> yeah. The shirt is off. Yeah, pants is a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we kind of got a little bit off topic there, but it's okay. A uh, very good conversation that we had there. But I want to get more, uh, a little bit back into like the kind of like uh, the prime sleaze era. I want to know one of my favorite celebrities from that era, kind of randomly, is uh, Dirt Nasty. Have you ever had any interactions with with him? Many. Okay. Yes. Please tell me. Yeah, I fucking so, love you know, Dirt Nasty, dude. aka Simon Rex. Uh, for all people that still aren't familiar, he was a heartthrob, uh, you know, from back in the day, and then most famously now is in Red Rocket, which was a, a great movie, mm-hmm. great performance. Sean Baker right? movie, incredible. Yeah. yeah, Simon did a great job, and yeah, so Simon was part of the dyslexic speed readers, which <laughs> yeah. um, is uh, comprised of Andre Legacy, Mickey Avalon. And Simon, and they had that very famous song, My Dick, um, which, you know, I could start rapping if you asked me to, but very clever rapper. And so, yeah, so I was photographing Mickey Avalon back in the day, early, early tour days. And we went all over the world, like, no kidding, like from Europe to Australia to everywhere. And then same with Simon, like, I remember being in Australia with him on tour, uh, in Hawaii as dirt nasty or as, uh, as, dirt, like- as dirt nasty. Yeah. It was, um, you know, we worked a lot with Ruka back then RVCA and they, they sponsored the tour. And so, you know, Simon's a great guy and, and funny as hell and smart and like 
the the sort of raps that he would come up with were just so crazy yeah like animal lover i'm trying to think of other songs that he made his delivery was so good what's the one where he's like dating like the mexican girl and he gets like his ass beat by like the cousin or something (laughs) so funny cracker has fantastic storytelling the storytelling (laughs) um i even shot one of his album covers uh where he's laying on the hollywood boulevard oh with the star yeah oh my god that's that was your picture yeah and then i also shot i shot another with uh, him sort of in bed covered up like he's kind of like a you know yeah having a slumber party oh my god yeah. wow that's crazy yeah so yeah i was tight with that whole crew and um even still uh, i saw mickey avalon in new jersey like a couple months ago oh no word. yeah no. i don't know what venue it was but it felt like new jersey yeah yeah that's where i'm from so yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I get what you're saying yeah. everything was closed like you couldn't get any food like <laughs> i don't know what was going on that day but it was like we ended up at Taco Bell and then Taco Bell was out of everything. Like oh it God. was really, really, uh, where in New Jersey is this? I feel ashamed. This is sad. Ugh. New Jersey is going out sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's a, a the supply chain is, is having some problems. Yeah. The supply chain on that sand meat that they serve at Taco Bell that they proved that wasn't even meat or something like that. They had to correct the, the formula or whatever. Ugh. But yeah, uh, I I remember uh, or Lily who introduced us or whatever showed us showed me a picture from her book um, with like Mickey Avalon popping out of like a car like a glass broken in the front or something yeah. like that, inside of a venue or something yeah like a, yeah so where was what is that <laughs> so I mean this was my introduction to Mickey Avalon it was the Ruka I think holiday party oh, okay um, down in Orange County Costa Mesa yeah and. You know, I, I was working with them and sort of a Ruka advocate, which was an honor. I mean, still to this day, it was so cool to be on the roster with all these, like everyone from David Cho to, you know, so many amazing uh, uh, artists. And um, Mickey performed at this party and he's standing on top of a car for most of the set. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, towards the end of it, just decides to smash the window, the, the windshield like without permission and then is rapping, like sticking his head out of the uh, prime indie sleeves type shit, right? I mean, crazy was cut up, you know, like (laughs) it wasn't his car. Like somebody had to pay for that. Like, yeah, but it was real and it was just for the fuck of it. Like there was, you know, there was a few cameras there. It wasn't like he was being filmed and it was being broadcast everywhere. It was just like, yeah, a real deal performance. Yeah. That scene, there's no Twitter discourse about whether or not it's ethical to yes. smash somebody's window for a performance and <laughs> eco-friendly getting like, canceled for yeah. doing that or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, 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 I like that era. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, the cool thing is I've kept in touch with a lot of these characters. And so when my book launched um, in the summer, um, I had a huge party in L.A. and, and Mickey Avalon performed, Uffy performed. Aoki was the headliner and it truly felt like 2007 again. It like <laughs> yeah. the, the delivery, like Mickey still, his performance is like his voice is just, you hear it and you, you're drawn back to that album and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a different time. Yeah. Yeah. We're in like the eyeshadow and all that. <laughs> totally. Stuff. Yeah. Mickey was a totally like a, a glam, you know, uh, a mix of like Rocky horror picture show. Yeah. Um, yeah what, yeah one of the one of the few good white rappers in history <laughs> well i'm just gonna pause this and save it as a wave just for one second yeah. just so it, uh let's just uh just say testing testing action 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 okay yeah we're we're back in here okay cool uh so how cool is it that you can record a podcast in your living room that goes to the whole world 
Like, right? it's surreal. This is like a dream. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's really even just to talk about the internet again, it's like, it is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to thank the internet for my career. Many people have to thank the internet Me, for their career. Me, literally. You know? Only reason I'm here is because of Instagram. And podcasts. Oh, it's, it's so exciting and spicy that this can reach everybody in, you know, so many different countries and for free. I, I, I don't know how you, how you function. But. Yeah, let's get into, let's get into, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into Kanye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start shooting Kanye? When did you meet him? And do you have like any personal f- funny stories about him or yeah, I g- mean, give me the Kanye yeah, from your yeah. perspective? Yeah. I, I, I remember Kanye in the, the shutter shades era. Yeah. You know, that was uh, sort of the, man, I'm so bad, but what was his album from back oh, then? Oh, Graduation, 2007? That and then the the glowing one, Glow in the Dark tour. That was, was between, yeah, that was between 808s. That was when he was on tour with Gaga, right? Yeah. That's between like Graduation and 808s. That's like his pop star the arena yeah. era, right? So right around then, um, you know, he splashed on the scene. It was when he was also working with, he was mad at uh, Ed Banger and Justice for winning the best video at some point and then ended up working with them. You know, my 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 history story is telling is not always the best. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you know, it was that early 07, 08 Kanye. And he came to our party in L.A. called Cinespace. Mm-hmm. That was Aoki's party and um, was there because Somi had just directed a music video for him or okay. worked on some project and. So it was like, oh, my God, Kanye is in here and he's wearing the multicolor hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just the very like it's he's cute. You know, it was like (laughs) it was definitely a different Kanye. He's happy. He's smiling. And, and, you know, he was he was a really sweet guy. And, you know, then it was it was crazy because I also like to look at the sort of scene as it was this traveling circus of characters. And we would all go from New York Fashion Week to Paris Fashion Week to London and I would see um, Kanye at a lot of the fashion shows mm-hmm. and it would just be cool because it would be like, you know, remember me from, you know, the party at there. And I was always hanging out with like cool models and fun girls. And he was excited by that. Yeah. And he'd shout them out in his songs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it was like kind of a whole world like that. And then yeah. even, you know, I, I really need to find like on the Internet Archive, um, the idea of links was popular. Uh, you would have you know, your website. And then you would say, these are my favorite websites and you would link to them. Hmm. And so on Kanye West.com and probably like, Oh, five, Oh six. Yeah. Uh, on his site, he linked to the Cobra snake. Oh shit. And it was, I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. That's because, surreal. That's yeah, surreal. surreal. Um, you know, I was on point, I guess. And so, uh, you know, the, the thing that was most interesting about Kanye back then was and it's in my book i have photos of him with a little leica point and shoot digital camera and he's there at all the paris fashion week and he's backstage at jeremy scott show taking a selfie of him with jeremy Corey kennedy agnes dean um george one of the founders of Subi jeans and you know he was just splashing into fashion and such a kind of like soaking it up like a sponge like he was a student and he yeah. was just used his celebrity to get access to you know, the backstage and to see how, you know, things were mm. happening and that sort of like birthed like easy and all this success he had, yeah. um, you know, because he had this inside track and this sort of like way, way to use his fame to, 
get the right people to work for him and yeah. build the whole thing. And I mean, it was really impressive. Yeah. 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 Like get, being friends with Anna Wintour and stuff like that. And yeah, it's really interesting to see him rise up because I remember in like 20, maybe it was 2016, people were like calling him a joke and people were like, Oh, his clothes look like tattered and nobody's going to buy them. And he was in debt. And then all of a sudden it's like, everybody's fucking wearing Yeezys. Like yeah. really crazy, but it's crazy to be, to, to document that era because when you were, when you were backstage with him with Jeremy Scott, I was in, seventh grade maybe i was like listening to graduation censored uh on my cd player in art class type of shit so it's really interesting to have that connection uh now that i'm talking to you i'm like being a degree separated from from him and and i'm sure when i was younger i saw your pictures and shit like that like of him so, yeah of that era so no and i mean it was like you know he would he would splash at you know a lot of the cool parties and it was just like it his his career changed so much like explosively you yeah. know it's a different and he was he was very um smart you know the way he he handled that and then you know when he launched uh you know fast forward to 2022 because mm-hmm. one of the things that's like so um kind of like interesting is i was around so many people that rocketed to the moon you mm-hmm. know and like are worth crazy money and you know the aoki's and the Kanye's and katie perry's and you know, I'm modest, you know, I am successful, but I'm not on their level by any means. And so everyone's like, how does it feel like that? You were around all those people. It could have been you or like, how, did, how why, why aren't your career at the same place? And I'm like, well, everyone has a different trajectory. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is that most people still have like a soft spot for me. And so, uh, the PR reached out to me to go to the Yeezy Shades like launch event. Oh, like um, recently, right? Recently, yeah. very recently, and during Fashion Week, had me like model the shades and do that whole. Thing. Oh yeah, there's like a million people, right? Where it's like they yeah. took like the all those pictures of those people, and it looks like one person. Yeah, and they're turning. all wearing the. Are you in like some of those compilations? The Oakley Shades. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if if I made the cut. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, funny enough, so like while I was there in the space, um, I'm wandering around and snaking around like I do. And I see Kanye in the back room mm-hmm. and he's just like chilling, sitting on his phone or whatever. And he looks up and he recognizes me and, you know, we had a really great moment. And then he invited uh, uh, me and my girlfriend into a meeting and he's like, sit and talk about this party we're going to throw tonight Whoa. and come shoot it. And, you know, I gave him a copy of the book and he, he just was like, again, it's like you you're you see those photos and you're at a simpler time in your life yeah and now he's got all this stress and it was like even before the new problems he's had but yeah you know he just can look at younger kanye and be like damn look how how simple and fun this was yeah we can recognize all these all the stuff that yay is getting into now <laughs> and just separate that yeah and kanye west let's you know what I yeah. Mean? yeah let's definitely <laughs> and and i mean it's it's rough but you know yeah. the the um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we could definitely just talk about kanye west <laughs> pre yay yeah you know what i mean that was a recent development but i mean even even in this era though i was um i went to a couple of his his events um i went to before he was doing all all this crazy stuff going on Piers morgan and all these fox and all this he was um down in like miami i went down, i traveled down there and took Sick. Pic- yeah maybe i can show you some pictures if i can find them but yeah i took some pictures down there crazy he had like a he had like an army of like a yeezy army he had people driving around in motorcycles amazing yeah it was a super wild event um i'm definitely interested in those kind of like performance art type events um, yeah and i mean i think he was also at the forefront of like Mm -hmm. i went to i don't remember what album is i'm not like the biggest 
authority on this, but mm-hmm. I went to um, Madison Square Garden when he did one of the album. Oh, Life of Pablo, yeah. Yeah, releases. And, you know, it was just epic to see all his fans and, you know, the merch game was like out of control and like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, insane how he's evolved. Yeah. He creates moments like this. He, he reconstructed his childhood home and burnt it in the middle of a stadium. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. These are my pictures. Sick. Yeah. This is really crazy. That was a, that was one of my favorite ones. looks like apocalyptic. That's major. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the ones where it's like, oh, here we go. Here's like the army. Yeah. This is, yeah, there we go. There's like the Yeezy Army. I think that's like Migos in there. Insane, yeah. Uh, I mean, that era, I, w- I, I considered myself retired. I was sort of like just sitting and uh, I was working on a bunch of other things that w- weren't photography-based. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I missed, like in, in the timeline, I missed many years of like cool shit happening. Yeah. Because uh, it just wasn't uh, as exciting for me at that time. Yeah. It, it all builds upon itself because it's, it's really funny. Like when you look at like music uh, festival lineups now and you see like, let's say like Travis Scott is headlining or something. Like I remembered when Travis Scott was just like kind of like Kanye's protege or he was like, you know, he had like the dollar sign in his name. Uh-huh. And, it, and I couldn't imagine when I was like whatever age, like a freshman in college, a freshman in high school or like a senior in high school, like that he would like be headlining. Totally. Like it's really interesting to see. Uh, I mean, I remember shooting Travis Scott at like random fashion week parties and the energy was insane. Like mm-hmm. you felt that he would go on to like, it wasn't even when he was like such a superstar. Yeah. And yeah, just like that was, you know, that he was on, on something and, or, you know, and you look at those, you know, old Coachella lineups or you look at, you know, uh, Govball and like, you're like, damn, it's crazy to think. Yeah. Govball, especially like 2014, 2013 was like, yeah. How stacked. all these artists were like, yeah. you know, on the small stages. You I know, saw like, Run the Jewels at one o'clock PM and they were, and they, they opened for Rage Against the Machine and MSG. Like, insane. Like yeah. That shit is crazy. You can like, yeah. meet those people. Talk to 1975. Speaking of them, I remember that same year, it was like 2 PM and I was like getting a corn dog and I remember hearing like chocolate in the background. And yeah. Like, oh, I don't really like them. They're kind of like whatever, like pop, it's like a pop, like girly kind of pop band. Yeah. And now it's like, holy shit, they headline MSG. Like, and they had that party and it's totally. like, you know, he's like almost like a cult of personality now. It's yeah. Like, and it's some shit that I was like, oh, I saw. I remember walking past Grimes, like yeah. similar kind of thing, where it was like, oh, she seems cool. And then it's like, oh, she's, <laughs> you know, having babies with fucking Elon Musk. Exactly. And shit. Yeah, I have, I have like early photos of Grimes uh, with Brooke Candy, who was, you know, famously in the Oblivion video. All the tattoos, yeah. And uh, and yeah, and like DJ sets with Grimes, random performances. Like it's just uh, the early. I basically like somehow was at the early experiences of a lot of these, uh, these artists. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And I'm still like, that's what, again, like I, I want to see more of it. And so I get DMS and emails all the time being like, come to my show or, Mm -hmm. you know, this is happening this week. And, you know, I try my best to be at those things because it's exciting for me. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, I think what you do differently than a lot of people, like as you, as you, as you seem to get older, I mean, kind of back to South Park, it's like that class, that episode where Stan, uh, like at 15, everything's, or however old he is, maybe he's like 12, everything starts to sound like shit. You know what I'm referring to? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you like, like, I feel the same way where a lot of people my age are kind of just settling into whatever they were listening to when they were in high school. Yeah. And I feel the need to continuously follow what's going on. And I don't know. How do you, how do you like like what makes you continue to want to be excited for things and not like, 
have that kind of moment where it's like, oh, this all sounds like shit or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I like the, I saw something on TikTok of like, they were playing like a old, like Avicii song or something. And it talked Mm -hmm. about like triggering some serotonin you had in like 2011 and some like bro is like so stoked. And I'm like, I feel like that bro sometimes when I'm like listening to like Arcade Fire and like these bands that I grew up on. Yeah. And I'm like hearing them out again. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I feel like a real passion in for this. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of all the new music, I some I it's not if I get it or don't get it. It's just I I'm not as familiar. Mm-hmm. And so even like on small niche things like Blake the Man. Oh, yeah, sure. You know. I, I've been photographed countless shows of his now. And now like I know the songs and everyone in the crowd like sings along. And it's like this sort of like campfire vibe of like just the energy is there. And like, it is, it is a very cool performance, you know? And, um, you know, I have a few of them in my Spotify queue or whatever, but it's not like I'm listening mm-hmm. exclusively to that or any of the new music because again, it's just like, yeah, you grew up on something and that's sort of what you're most excited by. Yeah, I see. So kind of the, I mean, the advice for people who don't want to like have everything sound crappy as they, as they start to get older, I think the advice really seems to be casual listening at your own pace and um, like going to DIY shows. Cause I think DIY shows, it's like some, most of the DIY shows I've been to are better than, like going to an arena. Yeah. Sometimes arena. going to sometimes going to an arena, even if you have good seats, it feels like you're watching somebody watching a concert. I know. It's really, it's bad. And they have the big screens and then you're looking at a screen half the time just because it's flashing and you're not even looking at the stage. And it's like, you could be watching this on TV. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And yeah, the DIY, you can live off the energy of the crowd. Yeah. And it becomes something that even if you don't, you're not into it, you're like, wow, all these other people are like stoked on this. So there must be something there. And it's almost like predicting like a stock or something. You're like watching the, the way that people are reacting. And that's sort of what I'm fascinated by. Yeah. Like I might not get it, but I'm seeing, you know, hundreds of people in the crowd excited. That's cool. And they understand it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is way off topic. I want to, I want to get back <laughs> real quick into like the older, like Katy Perry parties real quick before we kind of start to wrap up and start to get more into uh, back kind of back into what you're doing now and, and uh, more so the Cobra Snake brand. But I just wanted to touch on that just for a second. I just wanted to know because like you seem to be, you seem to have been there since the inception, kind of since like the very early, early eras. I, I remember that you, I saw in that uh, W Magazine feature that you actually shot the cover for You're So Gay. Yeah. Uh, which which was <laughs> featured on, on his podcast that I produce. Um, so I thought that was really funny. Sick. But yeah, like l- let the, let the, let the crowd know what, what, what was that like? Those yeah. early... I mean, parties. Um, you know, again, so we had this super poppin' Tuesday night party, which, you know, I don't think there's been any legendary Tuesday night parties since this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure there has, but I just haven't been invited. And, um, you know, every Tuesday was, was Cinespace and it was wild because... This is LA? Yeah, LA. And we would have uh, bands play and DJs. And so it was sort of that early era of like bands were still cool and it was a draw to the audience and then DJs were becoming cool. So that was sort of like there was a dance room and a band room hmm. and yeah, Katie would frequent this party and it would be, you know, something that she was excited to be with her friends there and whatever. And I remember early in early on, I actually had like a relationship with Capitol records where anytime a new artist was coming out, they would have me shoot them. 
mm-hmm. and they'd be like, Mark, just go out and do like a day in the life with so-and-so. I'm like, I did so many of those. Yeah. Like, and most of them, like, unfortunately never made it big, but Katie was, you know, and from the, you, you you're so gay cover, that was just a night out with her and a bunch of our friends, her friends just actually having fun and, and fucking around. And, um, we got so many amazing images that, you know, were press photos and were, you know, viral in a way that, you know, it was early Katie images. Um, and then I went on to tour with her on the, you know, California dream, which was like her big, big record with all the, you know, hot songs. Um, and, uh, and then it was just really cool to sort of see that just explosive, uh, you know, rocket take off. Yeah. Yeah. That's super, super exciting. Cause it's like, yeah. Like I remember when I was younger, she was like Travi McCoy's like girlfriend or something like that. And yeah. I remember she played like before him at Warped Tour. And my friend was telling <laughs> me about her. I'm like, Oh, she seems cool. Like I like these hot and cold and these kind of songs and stuff like that. And, and, and everything is like such a small world. Like, so I remember, um, you know, I was really friendly with Jeremy Scott. And so when Katie, Katie was a huge fan. Um, Katie was like, it's my record release. I want to play in a Jeremy Scott outfit. Like Mark, do you think you could like set that up? And so up I, yeah. I talked to Jeremy and I'm like, yeah, let's put her in something. And she ended up performing in this like ice cream cone dress, which was like yeah. super iconic. Um, and then they've had like such a long Cupcakes relationship and cheese yeah. and yeah. And yeah, so yeah. he's made like, you know, tour outfits for her and dressed oh, wow. her for all the different award shows. And like, they've remained friends like since that early era. That's um, so she was like a fan of his work kind of before. He, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and, and you know, it's just it's huh. it's kind of cool because I think fashion and music go hand in hand. Absolutely. And you know, there's like all these artists that want to be dressed by, you know, different designers, and rocking this look makes you sort of appeal to these people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really nice when you know designers get to sort of be also inspired by those artists, and they like it's a mutual thing that they get to wear the clothes and be on stage or Mm -hmm. be in the limelight and it it wins. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a look for both um, people involved for sure. And a lot of it, you know, boils down to the stylists behind the scenes that have, you know, their finger on the pulse of what, like what's cool and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, all that stuff is like super iconic. Like the fucking, the early, the Katy Perry stuff with like, I mean, the, like all the VMA outfits yeah. and, and her and Gaga going head to head. And then you see like Doja Cat now with like a chair on her head. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like you were kind of at the early inception of a lot of like the like making goofy kind of or making camp kind of like. Well, yeah. And even um, at least in like the popular mainstream MTV. I remember scene, you know? I remember uh, I think I was with Katie um, at like the European VMAs or something. And it was just nuts. It was like Beyonce performing. And this was like, oh, eight. Oh, 10 Beyonce and you know just epic performance like she's a it's a reason why she's so popular you know and uh just seeing all like going to these award shows it was like um celebrity who's who you know it's like ridiculous yeah and I'm just roaming around like I was there on assignment to shoot Katie but of course I'm gonna try to shoot I was gonna say you were able to get pictures and stuff yeah yeah so I, I would just like use my um abilities to you know sneak into different areas and dressing rooms and you know just pretend like i belonged basically yeah yeah it's the way to go once you get the pass it's kind of like all right like let's see what we can do yeah Yeah. it got me in trouble a lot of the time yeah well i mean that's part of the fun yeah (laughs) 
But uh, I think we, uh, it's like 8.30. Is that the time you want to do Yeah, it's past my bedtime. Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. We can kind of maybe wrap here. I yeah, if see you that. have any like last minute things. But that's fine. I, I'm really loving this. That's here, this is a question that I wanted to ask. Um, so what role, good or bad, do you think nostalgia kind of plays in the modern um, party culture as someone that's kind of been shooting for years? Do you think nostalgia is something that can be, that's regressive? Or do you think it's something that can kind of push us into the future? In, in a sort of way. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of something that I've battled with my, you know, with my resurgence because it's like I'm known for the photos I took in the past and I don't want That's wanna... why I felt so bad getting into this. I wanted to give you some oh, time to talk about yourself. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know? No, but, you know, it's it's funny because I don't want to be like the dude that was like I, I threw the touchdown like Al Bundy I always think about like yeah. married with children he's like I threw the winning touchdown in my high school day and that's what he remembers and it's like I don't want to be the guy that's like yeah like look at all these cool photos I took and now what so that's where I've been like really inspired to really like be uh, you know back like renewed I feel like I, I came out of the matrix and I'm like and uh back in the back in the scene in a, in a really nice way and and 99% of the time embraced uh full full force um and with nostalgia i think that's uh, always going to be something that we're um faced with you know people love the 80s or they love the they all connect to a different era and um i think what is negative about that is people are like, man, it was so much more fun back then. Like yeah. we didn't, we didn't, I was just, you know, 15 years old when you were shooting those parties and I missed the parties. Right. Right. I'm like, but now is now. So we got to live now and we got to party now. Yeah. Right. And whatever that is, I'm not saying like go get wasted, but go and have fun. And like, I think that something else that I'm really good at is like trying to make people really have fun because a lot of time, you know, it sucks. Everybody's glued to their phone. They're taking a, they're smiling for a selfie and then they're back yeah. on their phone. Yeah. Dude, dudes uh, work all weekend, just stand in the corner like this. You know? Yeah. And, and it yeah. sucks because, you know, I remember a time when that wasn't that way. And so I really want to bring it back to that. And I think there's things that we can look at in, um, in that early 2000s era that, we're positive and that we can bring to the 2022 and leave the bad stuff back there and just, you know, be smarter and party safer and, you know, yeah. Kind of redefining sleaze, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Making it kind of a more all inclusive, more of like a kind of like everybody's hanging out, everybody's drunk, everybody's having a fun time. Yeah. Type and of everybody, thing. everybody is yeah. vibing, you know, it's, it's not a, um, uh, sort of exploitive thing. It's, it's, it's there to celebrate. It's there to, you know, we work, you know, we all have stress in life and this is a time to release that stress and have fun and dance and get sweaty and, you know, let your hair down basically. Close your eyes for a minute. Let the lights like kind of just totally. appear as they are. Yeah. Just feel the energy. I mean, it's, it's nuts. Like you can go to these fest. There's a reason why these festivals are so successful. It's like you can just feel the music and the energy of people. It's electric. Yeah. And, you know, we need more of that. And seeing bands, yeah. again, you feel the bass and you feel the drums. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're sneaking a joint in your sock through security and you hear like your favorite band about to wrap up their set. You're like, let me fucking get over yes. there right the fuck now. Yes. Yeah. So let's uh, celebrate life. You know, be nice to people. It's it's crazy how like a smile or just like anything uh, can warm somebody's day. 
complimenting your friend's outfit or whatever. Like I'm, I'm like super friendly and I'll just like almost scare people sometimes walking on the streets of New York. I'm like, cool outfit. Or like, what's your Instagram? <laughs> I could book you for some photo shoot. Like, I, I don't care. I'll just talk to everybody. And like, yeah, um, I feel like so many people are like shy or intimidated or they're like worried that I'm going to, you know, uh, ask them what music they're listening to or what. I was about to say, like, everybody has the <laughs> AirPod in like, oh, what? Oh, what, yeah. The dare fit, girls. Yeah. What fit you're wearing yeah, or yeah. like, you know, how much your apartment costs. Or... Oh, my God. Yeah. Can I take a tour of your apartment? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, New York is so expensive. Like, how does anybody live here? I don't fucking know. Everybody's it, pretending. It's crazy. Or they ha- or their nepo babies, one of the <laughs> two, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. I think that's a good concluding message. Uh, anything you want to plug before we before we wrap up here? Um, no, I mean, I think, again, just back to how killer and positive social media can be. Um, you know, it goes down in the DM like... Who who sang that song? Oh my God! Do you guys know? Because <laughs> it, it it does go down in the DM. It's like Juicy J or Yo Gotti or something. You can uh, yeah, I think Gotti. Yeah, it was can, Yo Gotti. Yeah. You can uh, connect with anybody. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you can DM your favorite celebrity. They might see it. You could message the band. Like if you're an up and coming photographer, I would say DM like a ton of people you want to shoot with bands. Whoever you don't know, like if you're in the Midwest, they probably don't know anybody that's coming to that show. And like, they'll put you on the guest list. Like, yeah, they might have five tickets available and they're like, yeah. oh, I wasn't able to give these away. Yeah, exactly. Get so where you fit in is probably the, the main message, yes, right? Yes. And don't be shy. Like, and it also takes some time, like the amount of, um, no, no, no. Yes. I've dealt with in my career. It's like, you have to be persistent yeah. and, uh, and it's crazy. Like the emails and people are so distracted nowadays that you feel like defeated when somebody's like, you didn't respond quick enough or you're left on scene or something, hit them again. You don't know, like they might be in the middle of a argument or something when they read it and they're distracted or they're flying somewhere. And like, yeah, it's going to take two or three times till they, yeah, they might've typed up the response and forgot to hit it back. Yeah. You know, you gotta be positive. There's so many things that you can be distracted with when you're looking on your phone. So, um, yeah, the, the, uh, whatever that word is, persistence, persistence, patience, um, you know, namaste, you have to just be, be aggressive. Don't, yeah. Be aggressive, but don't burn bridges for small term <laughs> clout for yes, two seconds. Right. Yes, you yes. know, think long term. Also just be nice. Like the <laughs> thing that I see so much in fashion and stuff is everyone is so trying to like be at the throats of everybody and they're all negative and you know, judgmental and it's not productive. It's if anything, it's counterproductive and it's making people not want to share ideas and be, you know, put down cause they're a junior and they could be doing so much more, but they're not respected. Like that all has to change. And I think it has in some, some cases and people are recognizing and like, you know, Kanye's whole team was like young people because like he realized they're cooler and smarter than him. You know, it's like, yeah, there's there the power dynamic has to shift and i'm seeing that happen and i just want to be a supporter of that mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah Thank yeah you, man. much appreciated for coming on uh uh I, I don't know when this is going to release. I think sometime in late November or early stay December. tuned stay uh, tuned stay tuned anti-art is doing big things uh hell yeah signing off yeah. <laughs> peace thank you so much for your time thank you